GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm Sue Smith, and welcome to Scam and Wow Podcast. Scam Wow, welcome, guys. This is the podcast about scams, and we're here, and we are just you know a lot of scammy things happen this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I um. I, you know, you always go like <laughs> maybe not everybody. I go like you know, does anything in my life really matter? But then I had a friend text me <laughs> and say he was behind someone in line, and they were getting currently getting scams, and no. asked to be buying. Yes, all these um, gift cards. And he and the cashier talked this man down. Yes. And the guy was crying and hysterical. (gasps) And my friend from watching the podcast, shout out Eric, helped this guy. Oh. It was such a big deal. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. So nice. We're saving lives left and right. I know. (laughs) I love it. We're saving lives. I'm so glad. So it made me so happy. I was like, oh, something matters. (laughs) And um, yeah, we're just I'm love our listeners and I love this podcast and I love talking shit about scams. Um, um, okay, cool. We have an amazing guest here today from Refinery29's um, Money Diaries, which is its own podcast and it's fascinating and people talk transparently about money and how much they make and like what they're doing and saving and all this kind of shit, which is great. Um, so it's called The Money Diaries and you should all listen to it. But our guest today is Paco DeLeon. Welcome. Welcome, Paco. Hi, guys. Paco. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having we're me. We're so um, excited. I, I was, we're so excited that you're here. I just think your podcast is so provocative. Like I realized, Fascinating. Yeah, I realized listening, like I don't like sharing dollar amounts. I don't, I was, I don't know. I somehow I learned it like wasn't good to talk about money. And these you have these guests, and they're just sharing the exact amount of money that they make and what they spend it on. And I am like yeah. titillated and terrified listening to this podcast because I would I never. Think financial <laughs> financial transparency is so important and so powerful. I think, and it's so rare for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I it's very it has been very quote-unquote gauche right yeah to talk about money yeah and when i when i sit down and i think about where that came from yeah uh if you had so much money that it was actually disgusting yeah that you were hoarding 
so much wealth and and other people were suffering. Yeah, I could see why that's like disgusting and why you wouldn't want to talk about that. Yeah. So if it stems from something like that, then that makes a lot of sense to me. And then of course there's all this like shame, right? And yeah. here in America, it's like it's all about personal responsibility. Yeah. And if you are fucked financially, it's your own damn fault. Right. That's the message that we've been getting, uh, mostly because, you know, there's not a lot of programs to take care of us. There's not a lot of programs for moms. There's not a lot of programs for people who are poor. Like, and do it yourself. Do it your damn self. So I think that there's just like this beautiful conflation of different factors that make it so that, you will gladly talk about your political affiliation. You will gladly talk about who you fucked last night. Yeah. But you will not tell anyone your kombucha line item. Oh my that God, is a no no. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I spent $30 on shampoo. <laughs> like, that's my thing. But honestly, it's a good shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Guys, don't judge Sue. It's a good shampoo. I also. Apoco, I was curious, like right now, it's definitely in the social media and the Instagram world. And then we could get on our scams, but I just wanted your opinion. Um, And I think, well, for me, okay, so you started your own business, which is a financial consultant consultancy yeah it's mostly a bookkeeping agency called the hell yeah group that's correct and i do do some consulting and i love your articles i i'm reading all your articles amazing loving amazing thank you um and i do a lot of like now financial media stuff which is not where i thought i would find myself but i'm having a damn blast at it good for you (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so i started that company about four years ago Uh and my wife has an interior design company okay and they started about eight or nine years ago so there was that like they're in their third year or their second year i was like trying to hold it down with basically one income and it was horrible yeah it was bad like I'll tell you all the ways like uh, my recent newsletter that I that I put out last week, I was very candid and I was like, I was sitting in rooms working as a financial planner, talking to couples who were making millions of dollars and who were spending millions of dollars. And I was riding my bike to work 15 miles a day Uh. to save $40 a week. Uh, yeah and yeah. the cognitive dissonance of that right. is such a fucking mindfuck I remember sitting across from people in the room like with my old boss who's a financial planner talking to them blah 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 Yeah, they leave they're like potential clients and then my boss is like what do you think I'm like they seem great we should bring them on and he's like no they don't they don't they only make 460k a year they don't make enough what yeah so th- you know you have th- plus my wife works in high end interior design yeah. which is already a luxury service totally so they're buying like $15,000 floor lamps. You oh know what I mean? Oh my God. And it's like, it's so, it's just bizarre. You know, yeah. we're renters, you know, we don't have enough money for a down payment. So to like, for her to go out in the world like that and to become, I guess, desensitized to those kinds of numbers. Totally. I'm sure it's quite a struggle for her as well. Totally. And she has to be, I, I love interior design and you have to, for her to make money, you have to be desensitized at that moment in time. Like right now, oh, it's totally. just like, it doesn't matter if we're redoing all the hardwood floors, it's worth it. Um, but then you have to come home and be like, I think we're cooking dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. Like a client yeah. will drop 40 grand on curtains. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we're like, I guess we'll go to Bed Bath & Beyond for ours. Wah, wah, That's hilarious wah. because I'm like, <laughs> I'm buying, I'm pricing out dining room chairs and I'm like, I don't think I can spend two hundred dollars for two chairs yeah, it's i mean <laughs> it's so you'll definitely much. just have to sacrifice no kombucha for you no, 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 no shampoo. shampoo for you <laughs> damn <laughs> um so in your experience uh what i know you mentioned 
when we were speaking that like you feel like minorities can fall prey to financial scams. Absolutely. What are some scams that you've seen that like target minorities specifically? So there are two that come to mind. Uh, the financial quote unquote financial planning firm Primerica. What's that? Um, they, they, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they tell themselves and they tell the people that they are, uh, trying to bring in that they're a financial advisory firm. Okay. But ultimately they are selling like life insurance and yeah. it's kind of like the phrase that I like to use to explain what's going on here is when your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Okay. So the only tool that the Primerica advisors, quote unquote, have are selling basically life insurance policies or annuity products. Okay. And that's not appropriate for everyone. You only need life insurance if people are depending on your income or yep. depending on your life to support their life. Yeah. And with Primerica, they don't really care about that. They're just if you're a salesman, you just kind of had to hit, you kind of have to hit your goals or you're yeah. not going to get paid. So they convince everyone that they need life insurance no matter what. Right. When your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Got it. Okay, cool. So this, wait, so this Primerica, is it, is it legit health insurance? No, a uh, life insurance. It's, or life insurance, yes. I mean. So I guess my definition of a scam yeah. might be a little bit different. I think. What is the scam to you? A scam is just when I think you're taking advantage of people's ignorance yeah. and just trying to get money out of their pocket. I mean, that's so much. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's America. Yeah, that's a lot of America. Because, and then that, but that, that's a really big umbrella, right? right? Yeah. But it, but I think maybe maybe Primerica is like less evil than straight up pyramid schemes right. sure. in my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> right. No, there, it's so funny. We've talked about that. There is like this like level in this sort of graph of what is the worst scam in the world and what is not like something we could all sort of like stomach. And I think it's really interesting. Right. We talk about, you know, uh, Sue and I are at peak murder. We can't handle any more murder mysteries. We can't handle any yeah. more getting murdered. So if nobody's no, murdered, it's murder, already better for it's us. It's too gruesome. <laughs> yeah. And then and then there's levels of scams. Like, is it kind of silly? Should this person have known better? Was this person like ruining people's lives or was it a sort of harmless 20 bucks you lost? Like there is well, yeah, a yeah. level. Is it like uh, Tom Sawyer and the white fence or yeah. <laughs> whitewashing the fence, which is kind of like, uh, not that bad. You yeah. know, it's like, I don't know what he like, it's, he wasted some kids afternoon or like the Nigerian prince on the internet exactly. emailing <laughs> your grandma. Yeah. That's pretty fucked. Yeah. And that's, so our logo is like, um, a bottle with a snake wrapped around it. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. like a snake oil yeah. salesman. So we really think that it's built into the fabric of like what it means to be an American. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we do. do we? We've gotten some angry commenters that are like, how could you say that? And it's like, but guys, everyone here is an immigrant. We always forget. They took over other people's right. land. Like that's just, they scanned them out. to survive. Yeah. That's what they did. I mean, we want to get like capitalism we could, scam. we could go there. Yes. yes. I mean, capitalism point blank is the exploitation of labor and resources, period. Yeah. And I am from the belief that you can't really do capitalism in a, in a non-exploitative, I am still doing good kind of way. Like, Really? You think? You, no. Totally. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. There's degrees of it. It's yeah. like. Yeah. I think there's pockets of it and there's ways that you can survive. But I think that, yeah, there is a lot to have a successful capitalist society in order to really make money and really profit you gotta exploit somebody you gotta exploit like just think about bottled water 40% of bottled water is tap water 
and the Shut only up. yes, and the only <laughs> reason why these bottled water companies are not the only reason, but if you had the means to extract the water from a place, yeah, and you had the means to create a factory to put all the water in the bottle and have a label, and then you had the means to say, "Hey guys, you should totally be drinking water out of plastic bottles. It's so fucking normal." Yeah, <laughs> like that's a scam, right? Forty percent. Yeah, that is from a documentary that I saw. I can't remember what it was. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. Scam. Bottled water makes me feel so healthy. (laughs) (laughs) You think you're so fucking chic. Exactly. (laughs) I love the big ones, too. I love like the liter and a half and I'll drink the whole thing. And I'm like, I am a queen. I just drink a liter and a half of water. I am feeding my soul. And then when it's like out of my Brita, I... It's not as glamorous. Yeah, I'll forget the glass. The glass is around. But when you have a big imposing water bottle that you pay money for it's in my face and i i always finish those you you have to you know what we should do like a you know color me my where you go and you make mugs and shit yeah we should do a place where you like go and make a sexy water bottle like it's a big glass bottle one and a half liters i'm gonna make the sexiest sluttiest water (laughs) bottle you've ever fucking seen okay so that you can like sex up your brita filtered water that's perfect (laughs) but i want to hear so what um paco which sort of of these scams like really makes your blood boil that you really want to like delve into and educate sue and i because we are always down to hate on something (laughs) yes okay so i love reddit anti-mlm yes we're doing oh my god i'll spend so much time there it's embarrassing plug we're doing a reddit ama on (laughs) anti-mlm april 29th we are yeah, I can't wait. April 29th, we'll be there. Amazing. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay, cool. Lurking. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> yes, please do. Okay, wait. So let's go back. Let's go back. So the ways to protect yourself when you think someone is trying to pyramid scheme your ass. Yes. I think the first thing is to really understand what the quote unquote opportunity is. Okay. So if anyone is ever coming at you and they're like, I've got an opportunity for you or like, do you want to join my team and work for yourself? Those right. are all like the types of language that these people have been trained to use. Yeah. And they're using that language because they're going after the type of person who's going to be attracted to that. Yeah. So maybe this person is a mom who stays at home. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot of time, but she does have a phone and she can work from home. Um, or somebody who's just like unhappy with their job. Yeah. Uh, and they don't feel free. They don't feel like they have autonomy. They feel like they're not being valued at work. Yeah. <laughs> if it's 2 a.m. and you're on Craigslist and I'm like, you know, this sounds great. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. a red flag. Um, and anytime the business model is not just making money by selling a product or a service to a customer. Yeah. If there's another revenue stream that involves you recruiting yeah. for the company, yep. that is a huge sign that it is probably a million percent of pyramid scheme. And... <laughs> If they take out a napkin and draw a pyramid, you're <laughs> fucked. That's dumb. That's it. They try not to draw a pyramid because it's happened to me. They try not to draw a pyramid, but I'm like, you are serious right now? Yeah. Wait. Okay. Let's go back for a second. You said defining what the opportunity is. Yeah. So like if the opportunity is to be part of a team and not do a sell a product or do a certain task or something, then that's a scam. I just think that when you think about applying for a job, yeah, it's usually not called an opportunity. It's usually called like, are you looking for a job? 
Right. You know what I mean? You're yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right. You're so, so the right. word opportunity itself. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's not an opportunity to do desk, you know, office work for somebody. I'm a receptionist. It's not like an opportunity to answer the phone <laughs> exactly. with really annoying clients and save their lives. No, that's a by, fucking job. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think that just like they're obviously shining this turd, right? Yeah. They're trying to make it appealing in a certain way by calling it an opportunity instead of just a fucking job. Yeah. Polish that turd. <laughs> shine, shine it. Shine it up. That's a that job. That is so funny. It's yes. not an opportunity. That's so funny. Yeah. So the word opportunity itself, when you're looking at jobs ads on Craigslist, opportunity is a bad word. Yeah. I, I'm not, I mean, I feel bad because I'm sure that there are there are definitely uh, legit jobs that are like, you have the opportunity to use something in your skill set or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's not a scam, but... But if they keep saying like, yeah, if they lead with that, yeah, I think that you should probably question why are they trying to call this job an opportunity? Like an exciting opportunity, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's not yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Another one is like talking about becoming partners in a business. Okay. That one is also like, especially if you don't know this person that well right. and they're trying to be like, we're gonna, we could be partners in this business. Yeah. That's like a huge flag because it's like, being partners in a business, as you know, is like straight up getting married to somebody. Yeah. And anyone who is going to say that to a random ass stranger uh, is probably trying to scam you. Right. Yeah. Or it- they suck. They're like a terrible person and no no one that they know would want to work with them. You know yeah. what I mean? So they're straight up going for strangers. Right. So partner opportunity yeah that's so funny too to be like you know what none of my family members actually trust me but i'm gonna put out a google search for some real good partners i can connect with on a lifelong on a financial decision imagine (laughs) because my my uncle will not sign on to this right it's like putting together an improv team (laughs) (laughs) and so many of them fall away yes exactly all right partner opportunity what else is like a red scammy flag i mean again just like looking at the revenue streams yeah. if the revenue if the business model isn't pr- like straightforward like hi I have a high quality t-shirts and I want to sell high quality t-shirts to people who are looking for high quality t-shirts and that's the only way we make money yeah it's that other revenue stream of like but if you could bring in other people right if you okay. can recruit so I guess the word recruit recruit yeah recruit. or building a team, team. underneath you yeah, yeah. That is also a red flag for get just getting into a big mess and probably ruining some good relationships you've got. This is a fucking vocab class today. <laughs> Partner, recruit, team. Yeah. Bad words. Yeah, yeah. And that's they use all that like I always I always reference the fire festival because I watching two documentaries on it, I feel like I'm an expert. Um but they talk <laughs> for to, sure. like Billy McFarland, who's like the most recent enormous scammer. He's talked about that so much. And everybody was saying like, he really duped us in and made us feel that we were part of a team. It was a family. Mm. And like this famous scam artist just called, it was a female-based company and she made everybody feel like it was a teammate. And it was a lot of like emotional, like a lot of emotional access Mm -hmm. in it. And I like what we're talking about. It's, is, it's the facts. Like, is this product being sold? Are you a part of a team? Like, uh, what's your job? It's not all these other like flourished sort of ideas and emotions, even though that's amazing to have in a company. But if that is like the first (laughs) sort of sentence of the company, like we're here for feelings. And then it's like, but what do you do? I have a question. So like, I feel like a lot of potential employers were say like, yes, we're a family. Would you put that as a red flag? Like family. 
Mm. Is that a flag word? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if anyone's ever said that to me yeah. during a job interview, and that would be no. Maybe it's like a pink flag. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're not like together because of blood and love. Yeah. You're together because you pay these people. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. not polish the turd. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's emotionally manipulative, too. I agree. And it gets people to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. We all want to feel like work is fun and it's easy and it's pleasurable. But if it's not your career, if it's not like your dream job, you want sort of your day job to be as enjoyable as possible. And I think that is a way that they can really grab people with these words. Because if you are spending time away from your family, your own family, if you are spending time and energy, you want it to be the most pleasant experience. And work isn't always fun. Work is a means to make money. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, we're, we're putting forth effort to get something back. And um, I think it's hard, especially in this, this time where we're all trying to balance it all and have it all and be experts at everything and be perfect family members and perfect employees and all these things that that is also where these schemers can kind of work on that work that angle to manipulate you into being a part of their community without really getting paid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and just to go back on the word opportunity. Yeah. I think that resonates, that word really resonates with a lot of minorities Mm -hmm. or a lot of people who are immigrants rather. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have immigrant parents or they're immigrants themselves. Oftentimes they come to America because of opportunity. Mm. So that word is charged, Mm. you know, and to hear it again and, you know, you want to help your family. Maybe some people are sending money back to the country where they came from mm-hmm. to their family that's still there. Or some people are just trying to make it on their own here. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that word is very... Land of opportunity. Exactly. It's like baked in. Yeah. And sometimes like I'll think about my life like on a hot summer day, I'll have the the air conditioning unit on blast and my feet are going to be up and I'm looking at an iPad. Yeah. And I'll have a moment of clarity and think this is what my parents wanted for me. This is the better yes. life. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <sighs> That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how the land of opportunity, like how the word opportunity became such a scam. You know what I mean? Like the evolution of that. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it has to do with, I'm guessing. Yeah. And like exploring, like explorers, really. Like Mm. in England, they and Spain, they were like, we want opportunity by going to another country. And they looked at America as a land of opportunity. And then people would keep going far out west because this white man's idea that if you put a stake in it you claim it you own it you're there's you don't have to pay the kind of this idea that you don't really have to pay for your or like suffer for your experiences and if you just are tough enough and hard enough and strong enough you can claim something as your own Hmm. yeah i think that's what america's built on we (laughs) we always say it's uh, some of our listeners hate it because they're like we don't want politics but it's how literally (laughs) america was formed yeah definitely it's a take what you can mentality. And and uh, I've been watching uh, Black Monday and uh, the main character says, fuck, fuck them all. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's such an American thing. Yeah. Fuck them all. Yeah. So you told us some um, inter, some like job flag words. Yeah. What are some financial services and financial planning flags? Like yeah. how do you know when what you're doing is a scam when you think you're like investing properly? Yeah, yeah. How okay. do you not get made off? Yeah. So the first, the one scam that really gets me uh, my blood boiling yeah. is when people sell other people uh, financial products mm. that they don't need. So 
one of the ways that the finance world is fucked up because there's lots of ways yeah is they create financial products understanding economics and understanding finance and the math behind it that's not what's confusing uh-huh what's confusing is the nonsense of the products that they create the products uh. themselves are confusing so even when you think about something like the um, student loan forgiveness program right you have to kind of really acclimate to the altitude when you're reading the laws surrounding it and yeah. all of the stipulations because that's what it is it's a financial product okay so that's the first thing is like understanding if you're being sold a financial product okay they come in certain flavors usually there's there's life insurance yep there's annuities which are going to be sold to you as a retirement income stream and they can also be sold to you as protection for your family uh-huh and then there's the quote unquote normal financial products, which are like uh, buying into retirement accounts mm-hmm. um, and buying into brokerage accounts. So how do you know what you need and what you don't need? Yeah. So basically most people who are not crazy fucking rich. Yeah. Um, they're going to need simple things. So the very first simple thing they're going to need is just a straight up emergency fund. Yeah. Do you mind if we go down this road? Let's do it. Yeah. Please. Okay. I So I will say Paco too, for me... Now you're explaining all of this. I feel if I don't understand something that someone is selling in a financial situation, if it's like, if it's a commercial and they're like, and this is the investment firm, I feel ignorant. I feel like because I don't understand this, it's actually my fault and I'm stupid and Mm. I don't know money. And there's a lot of emotional stuff. And yeah, I get very, I shut down probably during those commercials and not even realize it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's, that's way over my head. So even if it, yeah, even if it was a scam, like you're saying, or if it's something you don't even need, because I don't understand it, I believe, because I don't understand it, um, I'm not smart enough, and so I must need it, and I need somebody to walk me through it. Right. Mm. That's where I would be victim to all of this. So I don't do that much. You know what? That's normal. <laughs> makeup is like that too, right? Yeah. Makeup is like you're ugly, and you need the makeup, and if you don't, you're ugly, and whatever. And you don't know how it works, you or like know. skincare. Exactly. You don't know how it works, yep. or what's in it, but yep. you need it. Yep. Yeah, it's exactly like makeup. Yes. So the first thing that you need is you just need an, an emergency fund. That's just um, a high yield money market account, which is basically cash. Yeah. Um, it's a high yield money market account because most of the time the bank is going to be using your money and lending it out and making money off of it. And you get that through any bank. Like- any bank. I my recommendation is that you open up your high yield money market account at a bank account that is not the bank where your like main checking account is at. How come? Uh, because out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Because uh, I have been victim to being stoned and drunk on Amazon and yeah. making oh, yeah, very yeah. odd choices. Mm-hmm. And when you can make that transfer really quick, it, it, it doesn't give you ch- uh, like a chance to forgive the pun sober up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, So if you have to wait three days to make a transfer from your emergency fund to your checking account, you know, you have those three days to make sure that that's what you need to do, mm-hmm. which is a pro, but it's also a con because if your rent is going to be late then you know you got to figure that out you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating or even listening to this podcast and however you shop we all know and love the thrill of the hunt but do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. 
And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So high yield money market account, and then it should be what three to five months? They say the experts say three to six months. Yeah, um, of your expenses, and at the end of the day, it's kind of like whatever helps you sleep at night. So if you need like ten months, then you need ten months. What about if you're afraid of high yield? Like I would much rather rather put mine in like a credit union or something else because I am like a nervous money person, and if I don't have enough, I don't. I'm like, my husband and I are not risky. We're not gamblers. High yield sounds um, risky. High yield is yeah, not I risky. Just, I, is that okay? It's, it's yeah. FDIC what is insured. What high yield <laughs> mean? I don't even know what it high means. High yield just means that that bank is going to be giving you a higher interest rate. At this current moment, as as of this recording, high yield right now is about 2%. Okay. Or just like 1.9. Yeah. So if you go to bankrate.com, they will list out the high yield like who's giving the highest yield? I believe it's Ally Bank right now, which is mm-hmm. on which is an online bank. So three to five months ish. Yeah. That's the very first thing you should be worried about. Yeah. Um, and then the next step is then probably caring about retirement. Okay. And there's a few ways that you can do retirement. Yeah. If you are employed by an employer, yeah. Uh, oftentimes, 
well, I don't know about now. Uh, sometimes they will offer you a, a, a retirement account to yeah. participate in. If you're working regular uh, capitalist for a regular capitalist employer, typically that's called a 401k. There might be a profit sharing component. Um, and if you work for like a nonprofit or a school, it's called a 403b. Okay. Um, there's also lots of controversy surrounding these because they came out in the 1970s. Yeah. And the people who were championing the 401k, they were saying, we should do this thing for the people, this, this employer-sponsored plan. Of course, they were self-interested in it because mm -hmm. when you contribute they were basically figuring out a way that they could contribute to their own retirement. Okay. And they were also like, I guess we should care about the people who are building our company as well. Yeah. But right now, if you look back at the calculations that they used, they assumed an 8% return. Uh -huh. um, and that hasn't been the case in all these years. Okay. Which means like, let me try to think about how I can explain this in a super non-boring way in case I've lost anyone. Come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, no, this is very interesting. I really appreciate you going slowly because I am, it's, yeah. just, it's such a loaded conversation and the second I get confused, I'm like, well, I'm never going to get it. Okay, so there's, there's, let me, let me then say that maybe I'm making it more complicated than it is and if you're allowed, if you have the mm -hmm. opportunity and this is not a scam to invest in a 401k through your employer then you should do it if that's the only way that you're going to invest of course it's flawed but if you don't have that opportunity there's the ira you have uh, the traditional ira yeah. or the roth ira yeah. and if you're self-employed you have the sep we ira have that. Woo. okay so the roth ira and the traditional ira are gonna have lower limits than the sep ira um, with the Roth and the traditional, you just have to have earned income, I believe. Uh -huh. And then with the SEP IRA, you have to have self-employment income. Okay. And that's kind of the main difference. And yep. the SEP, and does that give you, is that a higher? A much higher. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what the limits are right now. Uh, forgive me, I'm not an estate planner. I The last time I checked, the limits were up to 25% of of comp that was around 200,000. So it was like something like 52K was the limit. Okay. The last time I checked, I think it's bumped up in 2019. Okay. So the emergency fund mm -hmm. and the retirement. And Correct. then if you're a regular person, anything else you need? If you're a regular person, anything else you need? If you have people who are depending on your life yeah. to support them, like small children, maybe you're a stay-at-home parent, or you, are, you have a family and they're relying on your income, you're probably... And you should probably look into life insurance. Okay. Um, term life insurance is going to be the most bang for your buck. Term? Term life. What's and that? It's called term life because... What does that mean? What you do is you go to the insurance company and you say, Hi, I'm 33 years old. I'm a woman. I live in California. And this is what my health is like. And I'm married to another woman and she's 35 years old and she lives in California. And this is what her health is like. We both bring income into the household. And maybe we have... Let's say we have a, a two-year-old child. And I want to get a life insurance insurance policy that's going to cover me until that little child can put food in its own mouth and work in the and you know like make its own way in the world yep so i'm going to get let's say like an 18 year or 20 year policy yep so by the time the kid is 22 you better have it together kid mm -hmm. right so i go to the life insurance company and that's what i'm asking for with a term life policy they're going to say okay cool our super nerdy actuaries are going to look literally at a table that is going to measure our risk against how long you're going to live. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make a bet against you. And the 20... Fun. Yeah. So they're basically oh, betting... They're betting on your life. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, They're cool. betting on your life. Can you invite these people over to 
dinner before to like really right, charm exactly. them yes. and show them like how good you are and like the organic, you know, vegan. Oh, there it is. Good bet. Yes. There it is. So the 20 year term basically means that they're going to offer you a life insurance for that for a certain term at a at that rate and that rate is not going to change so it could be like $36 a month or like $1,200 a okay. year and basically the minute that the the day after the policy expires the rate will go up so high that it will be astronomical and you won't pay for it okay so that's how term works uh-huh. um there's a couple rules of thumb in terms of how much you need so um one rule that I learned was you need a million dollars for every $50,000 of income you're replacing. Uh-huh. And that is because you take the million dollars and you they're assuming that you would invest it in the market and you would get a 5% return, which would replace the $50,000 of income. I don't know. I'm getting confused. Okay. So <laughs> here's another rule of thumb is just like, what are our debt obligations? Yeah. Okay. We have a mortgage. What would we need to do to pay off the mortgage? What would we need to do to put the kid Cut through college? It. Yeah. There's different ways. How much is the kid going to need? Exactly. Now, okay, cool. Quick question though, is this, now we're talking about life insurance, was this one of those scams you were saying before that like people are offering too much or yes. too little life insurance? Like how is that? Yeah. A lot of times people are offering- How is it a scam? Yeah. So I like term insurance because again, it's the cheapest you're going to get for the most coverage. It's yeah. the most bang for your buck. And what the scam comes when people offer other types of life insurance. See, this is what I was when earlier when I was like financial products. It's it's fuckery. It's mind fuckery. Yeah. Because like you have to, like I said, really like get into the weeds and be like, what do you mean? Universal life insurance, cash value investment, totally. guaranteed bullshit. What does that yeah, fucking I mean? I don't know what any of I that means. And like trust I have a degree in finance yeah, and I have gone through financial planning classes and I have sold insurance. I've sold life insurance. I've been licensed to sell. And right now, if you're like, actually, Kapaka, could you tell me the difference between universal life insurance and ordinary whole life? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, how are you supposed to know that shit? Exactly. How are you supposed to know? Do any of these companies like create new terms? Do you think like a company would be like, oh, you need such and such. And it's basically they just created out of thin air in order to sell more life insurance. Yeah, I mean, that's how we have so many options right now is one company has created something. They've just created something and you have to try to understand the terms like private lenders for selling regular loans. will they'll create a And that shit doesn't have to be approved by the government. Yeah, there's there's definitely some government authorities that are overseeing it. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Dodd-Frank Act. No, but that act went through Obama pushed that through but Trump has since reversed it but it it was basically going to help the people not fall for a lot of these scams okay so anything that's not a term life insurance is maybe a scam I'm not saying anything that is not term life is is maybe a scam I'm yeah. saying 85% of the population only needs term life okay and super wealthy people should probably have a financial planner because there are some retirement strategies and well like estate planning strategies where uh fancy insurance is required okay but it's it's certainly not for most people and any here's here's a good tip if someone is trying to sell you life insurance as like some kind of a investment Mm. for later Mm. that's really not what life insurance is for if you're maxing out on all your retirement plans maybe that's for you Mm -hmm. but if you're not maxing out on all your retirement plans that's that's not what insurance is for. Mm-hmm. Insurance is a tool to manage risk. It is not a tool for gain. Oh. oh. 
yeah. knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This wow. <laughs> so something this got through. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> no, everything's getting through. Basically, Paco, my understanding of finances is the game of life. Like that's where I was like, <laughs> am I gonna have this little car and go to like the fancy retirement home? Or am I gonna go to the sad one with like the cranky oh. faces? Uh. And I just I don't and and then also what I understood is like my grandparents put a lot of money in a in a fund for me and then over time it had like amazing interest rate and it grew to all this money and I always thought it sort of looked at financial planning for the future as sort of like a magic trick like if you can find the right place to invest it is a magic trick you magically get thousands of dollars and I think that's just how I've looked at it maybe I should have be taking it more seriously but I'm just like it's not you didn't do anything it just you put it in sort of this no you're right and it happened Okay, yeah. So what you're referring to is the magic of compounding. Oh. Yeah. And a way to illustrate compounding. So what happens is you take a bunch of money, you put it into the market, right? So you buy stocks, you buy bonds. And then over time, companies do well, so they pay dividends. And instead of taking that money out, uh, you just keep investing it. And that's how it grows. Yeah. So if you think about how crazy a student loan balance can get out of control or how crazy a credit card balance can get out of control, that's also compounding. But I'll give you a very tangible uh, example. If you have two options, uh, I'm going to give you two options. Option one is I'm going to give you $1 million today. Yeah. Option two is I'm going to give you one penny. I'm going to give you the balance. Sorry, let me say that again. Option two is I'm going to give you the balance of one penny doubled over 30 days. And it sounds like a trick question. Yes. Because it's so fucking complicated. Right. Well, because that's that's what that example illustrates. The magic of compounding, because it's either the million dollars or after 30 days, that one penny turns into f- just north of five million. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, Google that I shit. I am so confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Producer Kate doubling- is flipping out. But I I'm can not- tell her mind is blown right now. Paco, can York. I just come over to your house and just like sit on your floor and just watch how you live your life and just find out how to be this like mad magician of like, Gorgeous. Yes, Katie, come to LA. You you guys are making me feel like an old wise man with like a very long beard and a cane. And then I just like talk in fortune cookies. Yes, no, that's your speaking fortune cookies right now. I love it. Like a hot, like you're also ripped. You're like, yeah, you have like a a hot old fortune teller. Yeah, yeah, it's so. It's wow. so hot old man. Like he is old, but it's like, is he 45 or a hundred? Like, we don't know. He looks so good. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. I'm going to change my Instagram bio to <laughs> hot old man fortune teller. Hot for you guys. Fortune teller. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Love I'm it. subscribing. Um, so, <laughs> wait. So I have one more question. So like a lot of this stuff is super emotional. Yeah. Um, and it's super hard. Like it's all tre- entrenched in shit you've been grown up yep. with and feeling like a failure or feeling blah, blah, blah. How do we, what are some resources to not have emotions around this and just be able to look at it rationally? So I'm a big proponent of uh, scheduling weekly finance time. Oh, I read that. Wow. Yes. Yeah. With who? Yourself. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, to deal with your shit, basically. <laughs> okay. And it could be therapy. I mean, oftentimes it is therapy, but oftentimes it's like paying your bills. And if you run a business, you could do your bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at how much money you made last week and whether it was how much you need or mm. if you need to figure out how to make more or maybe you made more than you needed and cool like what does that mean for you mm-hmm. um, it could be the time that you use to read a book mm-hmm. um, where if you're trying to learn about investments or whatever you're trying to learn about it could be time that you spend doing your budget or time that you spend 
talking to your partner mm. about like, hey, here's all my stuff about money. Yeah. And that I'm weird about. Yeah. And maybe you could tell me some stuff that you're weird about. Yeah. And maybe we can like slowly kind of be more tender with one another and gentle. Yeah. Um, and creating that space, especially with a partner, is nice because this has happened to everyone in a relationship where you're like folding laundry or just like going about your day and then your partner comes at you with something that you were not prepared for. For sure. And then it's meltdown. Yeah. And scheduling time, right? Scheduling time to to go through this painful thing together. Oftentimes it's painful at first. Um, it means you guys have both mentally prepared and you're like decreasing your chances of a meltdown or a fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so are you a therapist as well? I love <laughs> subscribing to this. all this yes. knowledge. I mean, that is exactly what's happening. Well, so my husband is really good with money, really, really good with money. And I'm good with money um, when I don't have it. Like the second mm. like I've overspent or something, <laughs> that's when I'm like, like, okay, guys, let's focus. Feast or famine. Yes. Like all or nothing. Yeah. I know. I just like, I want to like, keep telling myself everything's okay and I can like buy whatever I want to buy. And then, but then when it gets down to nothing, I'm very good at being like, this is the budget. This yeah. is this, that, that until I get slightly more comfortable. And then I just like, I just want to buy a new purse. Then That's you're like, my number fuck one. it. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, look how lucky we yeah. are. Life is so good. And, um, Hashtag now blessed. we're, mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> now we are budgeting. And for me, budgeting would be like, if somebody was like slowly pulling hairs out of my arm, like the idea of sitting <laughs> down and looking at numbers and looking at what I'm spending. And it's, it's just like the most painful thing. It's just the harshest form of reality that I yeah, don't it is. like. It's that it's definitely your one friend who's like going to call you on your bullshit left Ugh, and right yeah. and not going to let you make excuses. Oh, but it's, it's terrible. So the, the thing about scheduling time is it allows you to f create a space for something that you should be prioritizing if you haven't been and you want to. And two, it's like um, it becomes less painful when you face it more regularly. Mm -hmm. And that can help you deal with the emotional aspect of it. Yeah, it's so hard. It seems like when there's always these certain triggers, like, for example, when my husband and I bought a couch and we were in a furniture store mm -hmm, and course. I fucking love this couch and it was a beautiful investment, but I can see him with the investment like about to have a meltdown. I yeah. can see him getting yeah. to that point where we're going to swallowing his own barf. Yes. <laughs> and I can just see it. And I'm like, I know that this is hard for you and we need to go. Right. But it's like we've been together almost 10 years. Like, yeah. how do we... Ugh, I wish that it was just so rational and we yeah. didn't have to. I mean, maybe if you had, did you talk about the couch beforehand? I'm sure you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you talked, <laughs> but you it, talked was just it to death. The fear of spending yeah. this much money, you yeah. know what I mean? And it was just like overwhelming to him. And I know that feeling. Yeah. I still feel that way though. I, I, still, I still feel like when I, even if I saved for something like a trip, yeah. You know, I always think like, but I could put this in retirement. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know. Okay, so real quick, guys, switching gears, Sue, if it's okay, and then we can we don't have to. Uh, Caitlin, our producer, was curious about, um, Paco, your opinion on the Wells Fargo scam. Was it something about overdraft fees? Do you know anything about that? Oh, we were just talking about Wells Fargo. Yeah. yeah. Wells Fargo had a lot of scams. Really? Frankly, yeah. They were, the main scam was the management or the people really high up were imposing really stupid quotas on all of the salespeople in the bank 
So these people were doing really fucked up things like opening up bank accounts uh, to get to hit their quota, but without the customer wanting that. So they were just going, just opening them up. Yeah. So all these people had all these accounts that they didn't know about. What? Yeah. When was this? I don't know. Five years ago, maybe. Really? Sure. Did they face any kind of like punishment or retribution? I'm sure they paid a fee, which was like equivalent to a penny for us you know like yeah they sure were they were slapped with a fine but a lot of wealthy people's attitude about breaking the law is they don't think that they're breaking the law they think oh i just have to pay and i can do it oh so that's the main difference between people who have money and who don't have money for those of us who are like a 350 dollars speeding ticket that hurts us yeah we're not going to speed, but for them, for really wealthy people, it's like, oh, of course I can speed. I just have to pay for it. Oh, mm. shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what Wells Fargo did. Uh, can I talk about my own experience? Yeah, you had personal experience with them, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Wait, uh, Sue, just so I can, wait, let me click in really quick. The Wells Fargo was in 2016. Okay. Oh, and recent. The most famous scam ended with a bang after employees were caught opening millions of accounts without customers' permission. The bank agreed to pay... 185 million in fines. That's not that much. I mean, yeah, whatever. Customer Financial Protection Bureau. Yeah. And that's not much. And they're still in business. And my husband has an account with them. Inertia is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your experience with Wells Fargo? So um, I was working actually at Bank of America my last two years of college, getting my finance degree and my economics minor. And I think I went to a job fair. Yeah. Like right before I was graduating and this guy literally with slick back hair um, was telling me all about, he worked for Wells Fargo Financial and he was telling me all about, you know, you should come and work at this company. It's a sales position. And he'd said some of the things that now I'm like, oh, I was a really, really dumb 18, 19 year old. You can make as much money as you want. You're a kid at 18, 19, you're a kid. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I was totally a kid. And he was like, uh, you know, it was very, it was a base salary, but there was commission. So there's talk of like, you can make as much as you, as you want. Or it's up to you. Exactly. Yeah, how yeah. hard you want to opportunity. grind or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, you have to dress up. And uh, that means in my mind, that means that's serious. And mm-hmm. that's why I got a degree. So <laughs> yes. I, so I can dress up. Business casual. <laughs> exactly. And I will, I will do this job. So I took the job and uh, at the bank, they, you have to go through very extensive training. So it was like three weeks literally of me sitting at the computer with headphones on going through the world's most boring internal training. Yep. And as soon as I got off of that training, they handed me a script and they were like, here's how this works. Three weeks. Yeah. That's so long. So long. It was so fucking boring. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so they handed me a script and they're like, this is how you're going to talk to customers. Don't go away from the script. And you have to make, you should probably try to make 50 calls a day or something like that. And these are the products and they're explaining the products. And basically what they wanted me to do was they wanted me to try to sell uh, really crappy financial products to people who didn't understand them, mainly old Mm. people. And what they wanted was they would want me to ask if somebody had debt Mm -hmm. and if they had an asset like a car that Mm -hmm. was paid off and we could offer them an opportunity to refinance their debt by putting a lien on their car. Mm. Exactly. So as soon as I was like, wait a minute, like, what do you mean this is what we're selling to people? Yeah. I had to quit because I, that's crazy. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily I was able to line up a job and get the hell out of OC. Um, 
No disrespect. It's just <laughs> sorry, you know, OC. It's just like when you're a triple minority in that you know, eleven years ago, it's not easy. Yeah. They definitely let you know you were one. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I watched The Real Housewives. I know. Yeah, exactly. You know? They're like, you're different. Get out of here. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that was, oh, I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh, the salesman sold me the job. Duh. I think a lot of HR people will sell you on a job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But in general, anything I feel, is this a rule? Like if you're being sold something over the phone, it's probably a scam. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, 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 the first line on the script was, hi, would you like to save $500 a month? I was like, you guys want me to open with this shit? Yeah. Like, no. I would this, like to. Right, you would like to. But then it was funny, you know, 90% of the people are like, uh, yeah, but I know not with you or like, you know, like very snarky. Yeah, yeah. And then like <laughs> the other people who would take the call were like just old people uh. who maybe just wanted to talk to somebody. Mm. Yeah, dude. That's so sad. Very sad. I had that, I had a call center... I was I worked at a call center for someone's campaign. I don't even remember who when I was at school in Syracuse and it was like $20 an hour. So it was like the most money I'd ever seen an hour. And um, we just called people to ask them a survey that I guess would benefit this politician um, or I think he was running. I don't even know. Showed how much I cared about it. But I called and I would say like, how do you feel about smoking in open places? And the person answered and she goes, well, I have emphysema. And oh I'm in the middle of a lung transplant. And my daughter has emphysema. And I'll tell you all about what smoking did to us. And so she told Damn. me her whole oh, life no. story. And I was like, Okay, I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly, this is a need. Yeah. I don't care about people this. People need to be heard. So yeah. People need to be heard. I know. They do. <laughs> it was like the pre-podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to thank you so much because uh, it's so, like I was saying, listening to your podcast, the way you the way you cover things is just so comforting and it allows the listener, allows whoever you're interviewing to just be very upfront and frank in, in an environment where if you're honest and open and saying you don't know as much, it's considered like a weakness. Yeah. Like it is considered a flaw and huh. that has really kept me and I think a lot of other people like in the dark from this because we... I think also as adults, like nobody wants to be a super beginner at something that you want everyone to think you're good yeah. at. Like I want people to think I'm good at finances, but I don't want to be a beginner if I'm literally like, I don't know what life insurance yeah. is, you know? So to have that, to have that communication and that like warmth is so great. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and check it. out her um, group, the Hell Yeah group yes. and get tips from her. Yeah. Sign up for the nerd letter. Then uh, I'm going to sign up for it. They have a book coming out, right? Uh, Lindsay has a book out. Our, my co-host Lindsay has a book out, Money oh, Diaries. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm actually working on a book right now. It's torture, but I am. Yeah. What is it? Tell us. Yeah. It's going it's to basically I, help people not freak out about their finances. I feel very obviously <gasps> passionate about this subject. I love and, this. And um, you know, I think what happens is like when you're young, you think that you think that the sign of intelligence is knowing a lot. And yeah. as you get older and you become wiser, you mm -hmm. realize the more you know, the more you don't know. And the more that you can admit mm -hmm. that, uh, that I think really mm -hmm. shows your wiseness. Oh my God. Thank you. So listen to Money Diaries um, put out by Refinery29. Go visit pa Paco's website, the thehellyagroup.com. Hell yep. And subscribe to our nerd letter and look out for her book coming out soon in a year, maybe. I don't know. I'm just making all of this <laughs> Who knows up. When? And don't get financially just scammed. Don't get scammed, guys. And, uh, you know, if you ever have any questions, just go to the website, drop me a line. Ah, she's so passionate and cool. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. So freaking cool. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, guys. And if you liked our podcast or had any comments or questions or experience with this sort of thing, you can give us a call. 
we want to hear from you. We have had some amazing phone calls. Our hot tip hotline is 347-509-9414. Even if you just want to call and tell us about a scam that happened to your neighbor. Again, it's 347-509-9414. And you can always just email us at scamwildpodcast at gmail.com. And we love if you would rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you, guys. Makes us feel good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (gasps) Bye. Bye. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Redolf Bantwine, wherever podcasts are available.